This is a repeat program. Heard previously. The WYSL stations present The Joe Robach Show. Real talk for real people. Here is State Senator Joe Robach. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in, joining in. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. It's all about you, the listener. And uh, we're always trying to focus on things that really, in one way or another, whether it's a not-for-profit, an organization, even public policy, political policy, government can move the needle in the right direction for the greatest number of people. And uh, I've always appreciated the comments, the idea for suggestions. It's greatly appreciated. Today, we're trying to look at what we can do from a lot of different ways. And uh, in addition to having a lot of elected officials or candidates, we've now had a series of business people uh, talking about how the world today and public policy is affecting them. Today we're going to talk from a different angle, but maybe even the most important one of all, uh, a little bit about uh, how our community government really is affecting us um, is a faith-based or a church community. And um, while we respect all religions, uh, even talk a little bit about, you know, the principle that our country was founded on, Judeo-Christian principles, kind of what's happening with that. And again, uh, how that interplay seems to be uh, affecting oftentimes everything from our communities, our schools, uh, our level of crime, uh, even the status sometimes of our families. And I think that'll be very interesting. And certainly we want to let you know in advance uh, we want to hear your comments, ideas, or suggestions, and you can call at any time at 585-346-3000. And uh, before we unpack all that, I am so fortunate to have in the studio with us uh, certainly no stranger to our community, no stranger to YSL, uh, a longtime um, man of action and faith, uh, Mike Hennessy. Mike, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Hey, Joe, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. You got it. Um, you know, I was going to say, really, um, take a minute to, you know, talk a little bit about what you've been doing. I mean, you've been at it for a while. Um, you've done a lot of things, and, and you've really dedicated your life um, kind of through your your faith, your religion of trying to impact everything from young people to old people, to people down on their luck, uh, all across the board. Why don't you give the listeners just a little um, idea of what you've been doing sure. with your life and where you're headed. Well, I'll kind of start in, uh, you know, somewhere around 1989, uh, 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 I got saved, <laughs> and uh, I was a late bloomer. I was 30, 31, and uh, didn't really do anything about it for a bunch of years till I met my uh, future wife and got married, and we started to go in a church. And in, uh, in 96, I had a spiritual awakening that, uh, you know, I was, I was selling beer at the time. I was with Wright Wisner. I was Wright Wisner's marketing uh, uh, director and uh, uh, doing a lot of business with a lot of radio stations and doing a lot of business with a lot of clubs and bars and hotels and restaurants. Um, and in 96, uh, I just had a spiritual awakening and I, 
I, uh, I asked God, Lord, use my gifts and talents to advance the kingdom. And I don't know how you use an old beer salesman. That's your problem, right? Mm. But, uh, you know, he ended up after a few years of uh, uh, the media world, and I left the beer business and went into the media world and uh, sold for uh, Entercom. I sold for Wham 1180 and uh, Gary, met, ran into Gary Passero, who brought me on to the board of directors of Open Door Mission, where I started to learn how the board was working and uh, learned to have a heart for uh, the least of these, Matthew twenty five forty. When you When you feed and clothe and help the least of these, then you've done it unto me. And I thought that way, well, how else can you better serve the Lord than to, than to go help the people that uh, if, if he were walking the earth today, that's where he'd be spending a lot of his time um, versus a lot of places we think he might be on Sundays. He'd be, he'd be at places like the Open Door Mission Samaritan House. Uh, and uh, so that became a passion of mine. Uh, Gary brought me onto the board of mission in 06. They asked me to be the first development director in 2009. And then in 2011, when they asked me to be the director, I said, why would you do that? I mean, to me, as a sales guy, being the sales guy for the Open Door Mission is the best job in the building, and I still think that is. Um, but, you know, we need you. Okay. You know, and I took over and uh, was at the helm for six years and brought it to a, a place where the board felt it needed to be and uh, hired Anna Valeria Iceman. Uh, Anna uh, uh, is a good friend. Uh, she came to me as a consultant. She knew what my background was. She knew my background as a beer and media salesperson. She goes, you need to hire me as a consultant to help you with the landscape of the non-for-profit social services network. And I said, you're right. I need you, but I don't need you as a consultant. I need you on staff. And I brought her on staff, and uh, uh, it was a great move. And uh, and now, you know, it was time for me to move on. Uh, in 2017, Anna's taken it to all new heights. And, you know, and I look at it, and, uh, you know, there was a time when I thought I would retire from the mission. And when, when that didn't happen, you kind of say, what are you doing, Lord? And, uh, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty with God. And uh, uh, he... Uh, 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 connected me with Gary Passero again, who was the board chair of not only the Open Door Mission at the time, but of Youth for Christ. He needed a new director. And I can see it so clearly now that uh, uh, he brought, he gave me an opportunity to serve the least of these in, in an area of hunger and poverty and addiction with adults. And now he's brought me to Youth for Christ where I can prevent some of that hardship in the first place with some kids. So, you know, God's plans are perfect. So that's kind of where I am. Started Good News Talk in 2019. We're going to hit our fourth year, Bob, of Good News Talk here at uh, at the station. It's gaining traction and uh, connecting faith to the marketplace. Uh, uh, it's just uh, that's that's my mission. Uh, you know, the 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 Open Door Mission and Youth for Christ. They they call them parachurch agencies, uh, organiz- ministries, and uh, and it's a perfect spot for me because it's the place between the church and the marketplace. It's a place between the church and the public square. That's a I, that's my spot. That's my sweet spot, right. and uh, uh, that's what the show's about. It's about connecting faith to uh, whatever needs. The, the idea is uh, my uh, my preamble. Every show is God created the earth uh, uh, when He spoke the world into existence. It wasn't just a manifestation of the birds and the bees and the boys and the girls. It was its operating system. Everything in the world operates on mind, body, and spirit, or faith. And the world tries to solve all these chronic cultural problems without adding faith. And uh, you have to add faith in order to fix it permanently or with any, with any uh, length of time. So it's about, okay, 
uh, Joe, what's the chronic cultural problem we got to talk about that's going on in our world, and how do we add faith to it and so we can actually fix it? And that's what the show's about. Absolutely. Um, I just before, because we're, we're going to talk about so many things, but, you know, my mind's racing, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but it changed your certainly your professional life. Yeah. But personally, you know, when you became accepting and had that personal relationship with Christ, it, how, how much did it change your outlook, your life, your relationship, your relationship with your kids? I see, you know, your boys sometimes I see on Facebook are doing all good things. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is to me, just from an interest, human interest standpoint, I always like it because I know how much it impacted me. And when I see other people's lives become so transformational, you know, I, I think in a polite way we should share it with people. Yeah. It reminds me of a story. When I first left uh, uh, Wham and went to the Open Door Mission, uh, a new direct, a new manager of the stations came in, uh, Kevin Legret. You know, Kevin was the local sales manager at CMF when I was at Wright Wisner. He left to go to Buffalo for 12 years to run the group of stations here. When I left to uh, go to the mission, he came back. But then they they invited me uh, onto the community advisory board of Clear Channel at the time. And I came into my first board meeting, and Kevin says, well, you've come full circle, full circle, Hennessy. I said, well, thanks, Kevin. Thanks a lot. It's been 12 years. You start right in with the fat jokes. He goes, no, 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 you're rounder. That's not what I meant. What I meant was when I left, you were the beer guy, and when I came back, you're the getting the guys off the beer guy. He said, you should write a book. You're an enigma. And uh, so I got a book cooking up and around in there. I think there's a story that needs to be told about that. And is a life transformation uh, <laughs> over a guy named Jesus Christ. And uh, he uh, he made me passionate about the last and the least and the lost, and he made me passionate about the things of God. And, uh, uh, you know... I uh, you know I like what Mark, Mike Barbado says. Uh, I've quote Mike Barbado from Coffee for Cops. He says, "If God can use a donkey to speak for him, He can use me." So, yeah, it's uh, it's really true. But it steers us in the right direction. And clearly, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the good things you already worked on, and then how that transformation hopefully can have an impact on public policy in our community. Stick with us. And if you'd like to join the conversation, again, that phone number, 585-346-3000, or toll-free, 866-552-1009 on WYSL. While many local collision and repair shops have been gobbled up by national chains with their impersonal touch, Flower City Collision remains locally owned and operated. The shop was started by a local veteran who taught his son, Zach, the basics in customer service and providing customers value. Flower City doesn't work with a specific insurance company. They want to be your advocate. If you need a repair, reach out to Zach at Flower City Collision in Henrietta. He will work with your national insurance company on your local behalf to ensure you get the repair you need done right. 
Are you looking to update the kitchen, bath, or flooring in your home, but don't know where to begin? Whether it's cabinetry, carpeting, hardwood flooring, tile, or kitchen and bathroom remodeling, Claridge Design Center in Chai Lai Paul Plaza is the place to start. Claridge custom designs and builds quality remodeling projects throughout Rochester and Monroe County. At Claridge, the visions and ideas you have for your home are developed with the experienced Claridge designers to make your dream project a reality. And the quality of service you receive at Claridge is second to none. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call Claridge at 889-5800 or visit their website to meet the Claridge team. See examples of their finished work at ClarageDesignCenter.com. The 2024 Batavia Down Summer Concert Series has been announced. Come see bands like Smash Mouth, The Bacon Brothers, 38 Special, April Wine, and country music star Clay Walker. There will also be tribute acts paying homage to Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, Hart, The Doors, Chicago, and Sticks. It's going to be a great summer, all summer long at Batavia Downs. Get more information and tickets today at BataviaConcerts.com. That's BataviaConcerts.com. Because we love, we grieve when someone dies. Having a life-honoring funeral service can be a healthy step in your grief journey. Some choose to forego life celebrations, and as with skipping meals, this can leave you feeling hungry. Join the movement to celebrate those you love. The staff at Bartolomeo and Parado Funeral Home is honored to help you design a meaningful funeral service that tells your loved one's story. Celebrate them and help your grief. Call Bartolomeo and Parado Funeral Home, 720-6000. Joe Robach, real talk for real people on the WYSL stations. The Joe Robach Show is brought to you by Flower City Collision, Faber Homes, and Claridge Decorating Center. And we are back in. We're going to the phones. First off here, let's go to Keith on the Joe Robach Show. Hey, Keith, what's up? Uh, Without being pretentious and pompous, I want to get right to the heart of things of religion and society and civilization. We all come at life uh, from our own experience and perspective. In my case, I'm the son of a clergyman, to use the phrase, a full Episcopal priest. So I want to bring up two points, uh, because I've heard the guests before, and I'm really concerned about the city. I used to be a city resident. Now I live on the western side of the county, but we're in a very bad state in our country. So here goes. Uh, By example, the uh, denomination I know most, uh, the Episcopal Church, has gone in many ways liberal, completely woke. Um, Our country is becoming more secular. People are fleeing the churches because their spiritual needs are not being met because of all the politicalization. We are becoming an ever-secular country. Europe has long gone secular. Uh, They've abandoned the churches there. Even in Ireland, many of the pews are empty. And so I'm concerned to bring this full circle that uh, the churches that are still up and running in our country are not meeting the spiritual needs. We have to have a true coming to God, and I mean on bended knee, getting down and acknowledging all of our sins, but corruption in our country is rampant in all strata of society. Corruption everywhere. And the second part I want to bring in uh, has to do that if you lose Christianity, you lose Western civilization. Uh, Europe, which used to be the flower of that, 
a Western civilization. And I'm going to be blunt, uh, many refugees, immigrants, and flat-out illegals coming into Europe are Islamic. We are having the Islamicizing of Europe. And so I want to bring this to the attention of the guests, because I have heard you speak uh, domestically and internationally. We are losing Christianity. We are losing our overall Western civilization. At my age this year, I'll be 68, coming back uh, 50 years from now from the dead. I'll bet you Western civilization will have been beaten down harshly. And I would ask the guest what he really realistically sees in our country with us being now so secular. Will we ever get God back into the lives of the people? If we don't, we're sunk all the way around. And I mean that thoroughly, I do. Well, it's, I would say I would say this that uh, you know this is nothing uh, that would should surprise us, Frank. It, uh, uh, the Lord said that, that we'll have a great falling away in the end times, and uh, so we're having a great falling away where it uh, and and where it was the greatest in the United States of America and uh, in Europe before that. I would say that it's not falling away everywhere. You know, if you go to the continent of Africa. Uh, there's uh, it's it's and South America is growing exponentially, so uh, it isn't just a great falling away all worldwide and global wide, but there are hot spots within the world. As far as America is concerned, uh, yeah, I mean we are we are what I call you know when you read the Book of Revelation, what you come across is the phrase the spirit of Antichrist, and the spirit of Antichrist isn't. Uh, mean against Christ. It means in place of Christ. And when you have uh, uh, your, your political and governmental uh, 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 systems uh, promoting uh, transge- this transgender ideology and uh, uh, the, the erasing of parental rights and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, changing kids' hormones and doing permanent uh, damage to bodies and and doing uh, surgeries and actually uh, uh, castrations without parental uh, consent that is nothing less than the spirit of antichrist to me so we 're here we 're here where we 've been raiding all along that we 're going to be but you know god 's a god of grace and mercy, and I believe he 's setting us up for the third great awakening where we're that 's the I agree with you the only thing that 's going to save America. Is uh, is that we look towards God and uh, and uh, uh, repent and uh, ask to get back in His favor? That's what the Exodus was all about. This, I always say this: you know, God could have uh, freed the people in Egypt. He could have done the tenth plague first and wiped out the firstborn of the Egyptians and let the people go, but he didn't. He did nine plagues. And why did he do that? He kept saying over and over, to show myself strong. And that's not only to the Egyptians, but to his own people, which he had in a place called Goshen. You know, the Israelites, his kids, they didn't suffer one boil, one ant, one pestilence. They were in a place called Goshen. It was the Egyptians that suffered. But he did that so that the Egyptians would look to him and come to him. And that's what he's doing. We're under some plagues in America right now. And what he's doing, what he's allowing it to do, I'm not saying he's doing it. The evil, the enemy is doing it. He's a prince and, uh, principality of the air. Uh, but God wants to use this, what the plagues that are happening to America right now to get people to accept him and to show his people that I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. I'm with you. And, uh, 
I think there's going to be a third great awakening that's going to save the country. You know, call me an optimist. No. If uh, if I could chime in, I I share, you know, much of your concerns. And I also think, this is just my opinion, I try to respect everyone's religion and the global impact, if people really follow it, on what it will have um, on society. And certainly... If you're affiliated, you know, with any mainstream church, uh, you know, I I know the biblical principles the best because that's my faith and that's what I study. Those people, while all of us sin and no one's perfect, are not the people out there smashing, grabs, stealing from their neighbor, jacking cars. God knows certainly not uh, shooting or assaulting anyone. And that's where... The interplay is, but I think that you're right, Keith. We we have public policy now. Um, you know, we've taken civility and any kind of reference to God out of schools, uh, our public buildings. You can't have a Christmas tree anymore because they're worried. I, I don't know who that would offend. Uh, certainly no one's ever said that to me, but that's the policy. Um We've they've taken things off the building, and I do have to point a big, big finger at our liberal Democratic colleagues because clearly they're the ones that always come up with these ideas that somehow uh, a biblical principle or a moray that Americans have embraced since the beginning of their nation on the cornerstone of a library or a public building is somehow offensive to new people coming here, or even some who have been here for a long time. Uh, ironically, going back to your idea of uh, religion, you know, now that uh, atheism is measured at 10% in America, which isn't standalone high, but much higher than it's ever been, uh, a lot of these political people even suggest that when you say something, um, if it has a religious context, or overtone to it, it may be offensive to somebody else. And clearly, uh, I do not share that point. But I do think that's something that's had a bad impact for a long time. I'll just share one story. I don't mean to talk so much. I really want to hear from Mike. But I did a, a, a high school graduation one time. And it went very well and very rarely... You know, not very rarely, I don't think I ever do, I will prepare my remarks in advance, but I always felt funny that if I got up and read it, that people would think I didn't write it, somebody wrote it for me. So I kind of always go right from the heart and do that. And, you know, I told these kids, I go, you know, many of you here I know, I've listened to stories, I got to meet with you before, you're the first people to graduate in your family. And that's awesome yeah. because about potential and taking advantage of what's out there. And now you know if you believe it, you can achieve it with some hard work, and the sky's the limit for you. And I gave, a, I, I thought, a very on-point, encouraging thing to them, and it was heartfelt. And then at the end, maybe I got a little bit carried away, but not really. And I just said, you've taken advantage of education and a, a gift from God that we all have and do that. God bless you. Keep working. Keep doing this. And somebody literally called up to school and complained, saying that, you know, I, uh, this, you know, Republican speaker was trying to push my religion 
on these kids. Now, that wasn't the case, but that's the world we live in today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little hope, Joe, because, you know, working with the inner city schools, which is where I work in, you know, now that I'm working with youth, I'm, I'm building relationships with the, with, this, with the city schools. And there's not a lot of Brown versus Board of Education talked about in the schools these days. These people are throwing their hands up in the air and saying, you're going to bring God, Jesus in? Bring him in. Let's get it going. You know, we had a, we had a Bible club going at Franklin. And the only reason we had the Bible club shut down at Franklin is because the principal had to close the school because the, the multiple fights and assaults every day where he had he would get all the kids out of the school at 3 o'clock. We're working with school number 17 going in and reading to third and fourth graders and because it has a tremendous impact on these kids. But, uh, you know, we're, uh, they're, they're, they're willing to take help these days because they realize they've lost them. They've yeah. lost these kids. And, you know, if you're going to bring in Christianity, then, then, then bring it in and let's get going. Before we go to the next caller, I just want to say to Keith, so that's really kind of the answer. Your, your question's spot on. But all you can do is, you know, do what you can to keep yourself and your family intact. And then if you have time or like Mike, get involved in these organizations that by example is going to show kids uh, that people do care about them and, you know, what uh, a faith-based relationship is done for people that are working with them, and hopefully it'll be something they want to emulate right up to trying to meet some of those biblical missions like Open Door does for the uh, the downtrodden, which is as biblical as can get. So we're going to be back with more calls, more dialogue with Mike Hennessy, the executive director of Youth for Christ. And uh, the host of Good News Talk. Stick with us. All right. And we got Jennifer waiting on the line. If you can wait through the next break, Jennifer, we'll get to you in the next segment of the Joe Robot Show on WYSL 92.1 FM, 95.5 FM West, and 20,000 watt AM 1040. Joe Robach, real talk for real people on the WYSL stations. Welcome back into the uh, Joe Robach show on the WYSL stations. Jennifer from Marion has been waiting very patiently uh, on the line. Uh, what's up? What's going on? Hi. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having this conversation today. I happen to be the chapter chair of Moms for Liberty here in Wayne County, New York. And one of the things that I'm excited about is I don't know if um, you have followed, uh, there's a story going on in, in California, another very blue state, where there is a local school district, Chino Valley, where they're basically turning the school district on its head because they have a very strong school board who are fighting against the woke indoctrination, to, uh, especially the gender ideology that is prevalent in our schools. and. When you look at the videos of this previous meeting, you happen to see a lot of people wearing Jesus-type T-shirts or faith-based T-shirts. And I did a little digging, and the majority of the people who are showing up at their local school board there um, are Christians. Uh, there's a very strong contingent coming out of Calvary Chapel there, Jack Hibbs Church. And 
I, I mean, I, I'm not affiliated with them, but I just love seeing that because here locally, um, trying to encourage more Christians to participate in their local government is really, in my opinion, as a Christian, where our victory will come from. We have so many good people, faith-based, Christian, Bible-believing people in our local communities, and we're just not showing up um, at our, the local basis. I understand that people are concerned about, you know, the global economy and the global government, and that is a very real issue. However, I believe that the solutions are very much at the local level, especially when you consider that the DOJ was weaponized against parents who've been showing up at school boards and town boards and fighting against these things. There's a reason why the feds are coming down to us at the local level, because they know that the more we show up, the more the change will happen. And so I am encouraging as many people who are listening that if you're looking for a way to maybe change the way that things are going in New York State, I would ask that you would maybe consider showing up at a local school board meeting or a local town meeting and start knowing who your local representatives are and building relationships there and helping them to be the strong leaders we need them to be because that is where the victory will be. Absolutely. I've been, you know, I've been trying to get churches to work together for a long time and it's a, it, it is like herding cats a little. I mean, churches have been working at the silo longer than anybody. They invented the silo. But uh, I think that uh, we're seeing more of it. We're seeing, uh, you know, I, th- I, I always say the enemy's working is bat- at battalion strength against our culture and all our kids and, every, and our families. And the churches act like independent churches. And, and the churches have to actually come together, work together on specific items that uh, 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 we can all agree on and uh, and come in force, I, local as well. I, I say that, uh, this, you know, I've always looked at Monroe County legislator races. I'm not sure what they mean, but I, I know what they mean now. We need a backstop between Albany and New York City. The, the only thing we could do to create I, – I want to elevate the Monroe County legislature and, and then get uh, – uh, we have a chance to get in at least uh, even control of a body like that and fight some things that are coming down the pike. But we, getting the churches together is absolutely critical. Jennifer, I want to you know, thank you for your call, but also thank you for what you do because, you know, you really do. I, I believe in the Constitution, so you have to listen to everybody. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I feel like the current Democratic Party, which is so far to the left, think of the brazenness of the President of the United States and his spokesperson every day trying to justify putting concerned parents who show up to a school board meeting uh, on very serious topics or what's being taught to their kid, or even one I remember watching them, which you know brought tears to my eyes, getting arrested because someone had assaulted his daughter in a bathroom and it almost got swept under the rug. The President of the United States and his party have put those people on a DOJ, FBI, domestic terrorist list while we have cartels coming in right and left, sex trafficking, selling fentanyl, all kinds of illegal activities. Now I'm hearing they're even doing these rings of stolen goods that they're selling, all run by nefarious people, and they're all good with that because it fits their political agenda. Now, nothing— 
could be more un-American or unfree speech that hurts no one than that. And that's the being done by the highest level of government who's supposed to be there to protect those things. So to your point, we do have cause for alarm. But where the hopefulness comes in is that they have not won yet. And democracy is not a spectator sport. So we need organizations like yours, whether it's on social media, whatever it might be, getting their opinion out there in a logical, civil manner. Because, you know, we happen to agree with you. Everybody may not, just like they didn't always agree with me when I was in elected office. But when you believe so strongly uh, in something, it's imperative. But if they really do not let it, here, I'll just say it. If the current leftist government is successful in empowering their favorite organizations into making their government and their institutions their way only bigger than God, your family, your career, your parental rights. This country is going to change very dramatically and not for the better. I can assure you of that. That I believe in my heart of hearts. That's not political. That's purposeful. And I thank God every day that I had the parents that I had who sacrificed for their kids and said, all we expect from you is try to do the same thing for your kids and leave the world in a better place. You know, that's what the that's what the battle has to be about. And it takes work and time. So thank you to groups like you. And I, I hope people who are listening will be encouraged and join in the dialogue. I would add that get back to your local, you know, all politics is local. The reason we're in this position where uh, the left feels like they can really go for everything they want in times 10. And, uh, you know, and I think that there, when you get into transgender ideology, when you get into abortion after the ninth month, um, that's, that's the spirit of Antichrist I'm talking. That's anti-God. And, and it's not coming out of the uh, Republicans. Uh, but when the church retreated from the public square, the church over the last 30, 40 years, the church has retreated from the public square, retreated into its pews, retreated into its walls. It said, we're just going to we're going to we're going to grow our relationship with God and let the world go into hell in a handbasket. But there's a scripture out there that says if a, if a spirit leaves and you don't replace it, a bad spirit leaves and you don't replace it with a good spirit, seven worse spirits come into that place. And that's what we see in culture. The seven spirits worse have gone into that vacuum that the church has left. The churches have to get reengaged in the public square. The churches have to re- get reengaged in the marketplace. And, you know, I even say take one Sunday a month and don't and, and go out, take have your congregation, walk your neighborhood, go out and pray with people go out and let people know you got a food pantry get out if they were going to come to your church on sunday they'd have done it by now right. you got to get out of the church you got to go out into the neighborhoods and start letting people know that you have a better way and uh, uh, uh again we have to we have to get out of the pews and back into the marketplace as the body of christ if uh you have a comment question give us a buzz 585-346-3000 we'll be back with Mike Hennessy, Executive Director of Youth for Christ, and Good News Talk after this short break. Get the podcast of the uh, Joe Robach Show on the all-new WISL1040.com.
When someone you love becomes a memory, the memory becomes a treasure. At Bartolomeo and Parado Funeral Home, the focus is always on how your loved one lived. Bartolomeo and Parado has been helping families create meaningful tributes and celebrating unique lives for three generations. They treat your family like their own, always with the utmost compassion, warmth, and care. When you're in need, call Bartolomeo and Parado Funeral Home 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 585-720-6000. Your family is growing, and it's time for a new home. Why buy a used house with someone else's style when you can afford a new Faber home built to suit your taste and your needs? Start fresh, build new with Faber. Faber Homes can customize your home to meet your wishes and dreams. Visit the Faber Homes website at faberhomes.com and find the plan of your dreams or a quick deliver home. Give Faber Homes a call today at 247-4800 or visit faberhomes.com for our current incentives. Faber Homes, great homes, great price. The 2024 Batavia Down Summer Concert Series has been announced. Come see bands like Smash Mouth, The Bacon Brothers, 38 Special, April Wine, and country music star Clay Walker. There will also be tribute acts paying homage to Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, Hart, The Doors, Chicago, and Sticks. It's going to be a great summer, all summer long at Batavia Downs. Get more information and tickets today at BataviaConcerts.com. That's BataviaConcerts.com. Flower City Collision in Henrietta is your hometown body shop, trusted by numerous corporate fleets and properly insured and registered in New York. Flower City Collision specializes in working with insurance companies on your behalf. Having built a culture where they respect the customer and their employees as well, Flower City Collision has assembled the best collision team in the Rochester area. If you need repair, reach out to Zach at Flower City Collision in Henrietta, and he will work with your national insurance company on your local behalf to ensure you get the repair you need done right. Joe Robach, real talk for real people on the WYSL stations. The Joe Robach Show is brought to you by Flower City Collision, Faber Homes, and Claridge Decorating Center. We're back with Mike Hennessy, and uh, we're having a great debate. Appreciate the calls on, you know, really the impact of faith, uh, you know, at different times, what it's done to our culture, our society, where we're at today. But I just want to be clear, because having had these dialogues with a lot of people, we're suggesting you personally do whatever you think you can do for your family, your community, your organizations, even your neighborhood, the way you can. Um, One of the things that I've seen the left always try to fight this is of them saying we have separation of church and state. Let me be clear. I am as strong as it can be on my personal conviction and beliefs, but I don't judge anyone else if they have a different faith or do anything else. What I talk about is when people do nothing or say they're for one thing but don't advocate for it in any of their aspects of their life, that's when bad things, or I think I like to use the term all the time, the needle will get moved in the wrong direction. So um, before someone levels that criticism, I want to be clear, neither Mike nor I are suggesting any one faith or that government has to embrace it. What I'm saying is is that, you know, this country clearly was founded on those things. Um, in God we trust, 
Uh, George Washington, our first president, said, uh, while we have come from England and established a bounty here, if we too do not remain a nation of God, we too shall perish. And there's example after example of trying to have kind of that Ten Commandments plus uh, be an overlay of our laws, our morals, and, and what makes the world work in a civil, safe way. Uh, that sure as heck is worth fighting for. We're going to go back to the phones. Uh, yeah, uh, John is on the line in Rochester. John, what's up? Hey, guys. Hey, hey Mike. The, the one thing you guys aren't uh, talking about is the, the real messenger for Satan. And that's the media. Not WISO, of course, but uh, the media. I'll give you a couple examples, local examples. And WXXI, the NPR station here in Rochester, the Democrat and Chronicle in Buffalo, got the Buffalo News, and, of course, the Washington Post and all that. Uh, that's the real issue, I believe, and that's what's really bringing this country down and our morals down is there's uh, – Propaganda of misinformation, disinformation, of, of tearing down our Constitution, ter, ter, tearing down some of the morals of this country. And if we, and Mike, I, you're probably above this, but I'm not, and I think a lot of other people are, are not, attack the media, not physically, but ridicule the media for their stances on this leftist Marxist uh, trail we're on. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I would just say that the media is part of the, you know, the anti-God culture that has developed, that has formed the vacuum. You know, when the church pulls out and retreats into the churches, the, the seven spirits that come in, the media is a part of that. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're, they'll lie. They're happy to lie. They're happy to uh, uh, hide the truth. They're happy to uh, 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 promote an agenda that comes out of the uh, progressive uh uh, think tanks, so they're 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 part and partial with the culture that's gone anti-God. So uh, to me, it just comes as part of. It. I don't expect to, I don't expect to see anything righteous coming out of them. And to, you know, it's like it's like anything else. It's got to be defeated. Hey, John, uh, let me, I'm just chiming in here. Just, do you think this is already happening? Because I have seen uh, surveys. Now I can't cite you what the source is, but we all know that uh, Congress has a uh, an approval rating which is you know, l- lower than child molester, and the the uh, the media is worse than the opinions of Congress. I mean, people have an extremely low opinion of Congress. So, as far as ridicule is concerned, is that necessary? Well, well, for for Congress, I yeah, I, I think it is, uh, especially on the Republic. We know what the Democrats are. I'm sorry, maybe maybe I misspoke. I, I meant the media. I mean, do you think you're talking about ridiculing the media? Don't you think that they're like they've already done it to themselves. Well, the only problem, though, Bob, is uh, I I get the Buffalo News. I listen to NPR. I get the Democrat and Chronicle, and in the in the Buffalo News uses the Washington Post, New York Times. Uh, Democrat and Chronicle uses the Associated Press primarily, and USA Today, WXXI. They're all leftist Marxist uh, propaganda that they. They they send out daily, and that's the that's the problem. That's all. And then the ABC, CBS, NBC. They're, even though there's a low opinion of the media, people that's all the people see. 
Well, but, but I, I have to say to what end, because the last time I picked up a copy of the DNC, I've had a CVS register tape that was bigger than that newspaper. I got to tell you, I think that, that what you're seeing is that the, it's it's becoming completely ineffective. You know, you look at you look at the the, the Sound of Freedom movie. You look at the uh, in my small town uh, uh, country song. The harder the media comes after all these things, the more popular they get. And, and I I would say not that it's the panacea, John. We agree with you. I I even more simply get mad at what they don't cover. So they'll literally have a story about trying to, let's say, get more funding for an issue, but they won't take the first step that, like, perhaps if we put more serious consequences when youthful offenders get caught with a gun under their seat— uh, you know, under the age of 21, we might take it a little bit more seriously than giving them a parents ticket, virtually saying, you know, come back in 11 months, no big deal, only to find out a month down the road they're involved in a shooting, oftentimes fatal. Uh, the that's the media should be covering that every day. Yeah. Uh, I, I social media is what does it in a weird way. Thank God we have that, but that too depends what you're listening to. And then you do have Fox News, Newsmax, and certainly uh, in the big cities, AM co- radio covers W-I-S-L, more crime. WISL, that right. But you know the point I'm making is this guy who should have never been out of jail uh, went through an order of protection, stabbed his old girlfriend. In a shelter uh, to death, but it had serious charges, everything kind of dismissed, uh, taken very lightly, and that just can't occur anymore. People are literally dying, and that should be newsworthy to the public, not just the people that are trying to diminish it. Or, you know, I, I, I see red personally. When I hear some of the leftist spokespeople, this is more at the congressional level, justify what's the big deal? Crime's been around since the beginning yeah. of time. Yeah. Till it happens to somebody you love yeah. or care about. But even for me, it doesn't. In the aggregate, I, I, I'm furious. You know, everybody knows now that in 2022, I believe it was 80 murders. 25% of those were done that under the old parole system, those people would have all been revoked for cutting off their bracelet, having a weapon, uh, traveling with felons, messing around with drugs on top of being out of jail. And because— 25 people would have been alive. Yeah. Kathy Hochul decided that, you know, no big deal. This is what we got. And all the Dems said, oh, great. Terrific. Not terrific for those people that are dead, their families, their kids. So it would be nice. We agree with you. If the media would really focus on that because— that's what would help put pressure on everybody to change the policy that we don't have to take or it's cast in stone. Instead, we literally have elected officials who don't even want to return a phone call and try to change something that might be life saving. So, But they've lost influence, John. You know, I saw a stat that the ABC, NBC, CBS did 520 minutes of uh, Trump indictment and zero minutes of Biden family corruption last week. And Trump went up 10 points. So, you know, it's not having the effect it used to have. People are on to him. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talk about what you can do, too. This is where if you civilly, intelligently do research and get facts and put it out on social media or even in your regular dialogue, 
I know I'm, my family was a, the opposite. We talked about politics and religion. Yeah, at the table. Everything yeah. we're not supposed to do. Uh, that's what we did. And I, I think it's probably because they, they were, uh, were more immigrant thinking, thinking, what is the great potential? But th- that's how people are getting it. And there are some outlets and growing um, that I believe give a little bit more balanced approach to what's going on. But again, beauty's in the eyes of the beholder. So, you know, you have to strike the balance between calling them out, but they do have the right to free speech, but we also have the right to refute it if it's not factual. I want to say one thing about the separation of church and state before we run out of time. That 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 was was never in. It's not in our Constitution. It's not in our Bill of Rights. It was in a letter Jefferson wrote to the Congregationalists in Massachusetts to, to assure them that the Baptists won't take over the state. The whole thing was set up to uh, assure Americans that the, the, the church will be protected from the state, not the other way around. Right. But it's been twisted. That's, that's, the, that's the reason the church is caved in a lot of areas, because they think they are not supposed to be in the public square, and it's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an ongoing dialogue, but it is you know interesting to see the pendulum swing yeah. or not swing. Uh, but clearly, I think today we appreciate the callers. Uh, there's many of us, including you, Mike, Bob, myself, who feel like we could be moving in a a better direction, a stronger direction, and hopefully. Again, through civil dialogue, good actions, organizations like Youth for Christ, Open Door Mission, many others, you know, we're going to move the needle in the right direction, as I always like to say. The church needs to get out and be bold and courageous. Amen. Mike, I want to thank you for taking your time. To all our listeners, all our callers, thank you. God bless. And until next time, always strive to do your best and stay proud to be an American. Smile a little in the silence Deciding